0: Hello, and welcome for this week's episode of the Remarkable Parks Podcast. This week, I am excited to introduce to you another good old college buddy from my days at Purdue, which was just last year. (laughs) Dane, hello.
1: Hi there, how's it going?
0: I'm doing well, how are you?
1: Doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited that you're on, too. Um, I was giving you a hard time because you wanted to start this recording promptly at a very certain time.
1: (laughs) I know, I was just messing with you. I was just messing with the host, you know?
0: Yeah, it sounded like your bedtime was pretty important
1: it is it is it's very important you gotta get not, that
0: beauty sleep
1: you gotta get the beauty sleep you know you gotta get up early you know as a hiker you gotta be able to wake up early <laughs> oh. and see the sunrise that's that's my goal
0: you're already trying to incorporate parks into the talk
1: guys <laughs> always always yes
0: so Jane is another one of my friends just like meg from last week that was in the improv troupe with me at purdue
1: Yes, I was. So, uh, yes, you had a very, I can confirm that we had a very nerdy college experience of being in an improv troupe, but it was totally uh, my favorite type of fraternity, and, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: I'd like to think that we were cool nerds.
1: (laughs) Cool nerds. Um, Usually you can't call yourself cool. I think other people have to to give you that description. So, usually anybody that considers themselves, hey, I'm cool, usually... (laughs) Isn't that cool? (laughs) (laughs) But I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you.
0: We're pretty lame. Uh, No, I I joined the troop after Dane did, but I feel like honestly, you are, I you are one of the people I think I became friends with the quickest in my life. Like in terms of the span of time it took for us to become friends.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. You're also just such a friendly person, and it's hard to uh, not be friends with you, I would say, because you're just always so bubbly and so kind. And always ready to hang out and uh, just be a great person. So it was kind of uh, a no-brainer. Um, also, I think, like, with being an improv, like, you just, we're so close to each other, doing practices twice, th- or maybe sometimes three times a week, doing a bunch of shows, and then hanging out on top of it. You just, it's it's hard not to be very close and be good friends. Unless then something happens within the trope, but, you know, you work through it.
0: That, <laughs> you really are on your best behavior. Those were very kind. Things you just said about me. <laughs> I, just yeah. want, I just want everyone to know the amount of self control Dane took to only say positive <laughs> things about me.
1: Hey, you're going to be, this is a clean, very friendly podcast, and I'm a very friendly person. What can I say?
0: I had to remind Dane. Several times before we started recording that he had to keep it clean.
1: Keep it clean. Tighten you
0: the up. <laughs> Tighten
1: up. I know. This well, is- I'm excited. You, I get to talk about my favorite place, which is Joshua Tree. And uh, yeah, it was a no-brainer when you asked me what I wanted to talk about. I've been to Joshua Tree um, a bunch of times since growing up and uh, you know, through, through my childhood and then going back as an adult, too. I, I've really enjoyed it.
0: This is another park for the second week in a row that I have never been to, so I am super excited to hear all of the things that you have to say, and I look forward to visiting someday.
1: Yes, definitely. If you are into the outdoors, especially which is my favorite, which is desert camping, um, it's a it's a no-brainer. If you're going to go to any of, a park in the United States, Joshua Tree is on the top of that list. So... I have really enjoyed it and it's one of my favorite places to be on Earth. So I really do love it. That's so special. Yeah, it's really, really close to my heart when it comes to the outdoors. And I've been to a lot of places, but uh, this one is definitely at the top.
0: Because you were an Eagle Scout, correct?
1: I was an Eagle Scout, so I've done a ton of hiking and camp, you know, obviously been camping in the outdoors. I would say, you know, with Eagle Scout, like, being through Boy Scouts, like, that's at least a month, but I'd say probably closer to two months of camping. Like, I did a bunch. Um, And then with my dad, uh, camping, like, doing, like, YMCA guides growing up. I've probably been camping, like maybe, like, four or five months of my life, which is pretty good, you know? So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, but when I think about all the places I've been, Joshua Tree, I've probably been there probably four or five, six times, um... Yeah, probably yeah, probably like six times. And so I think when I was growing up, I went there as a kid. Um, first time with my dad. That was uh, we took the dog out there, brought the lacrosse sticks, just like you know, set up camp like at one of the uh, campsites. I think we were at Jumbo Rock. And uh, I remember, like, going on hikes, playing uh, lacrosse with my dad, like, catch with him back and forth as we're on the trail, and my dog's just kind of walking around, and just, it's just that uh, warm desert air. It's just dry. It's just like, I can feel it right now. I love it. So
0: I literally just, I had a smile on my face the whole time you were, I could feel your happiness and that happy energy and memory. You, you, I love that. I, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, like I associate like bringing, you know, friends and family out there. I think when I was in boy Scouts, um I did a cause there's a ton of rock climbing out there. If you love rock climbing or bouldering, which is just like which is my favorite, which is you just like jump from rock to rock like a madman <laughs> and like no ropes, nothing, and it can get a little sketchy. I you know, don't fall, but it is a lot of fun, like most things in life, um that are dangerous can sometimes be fun as well. And uh I just associate like I think so. Like in Boy Scouts, we did a we did like a, I got my rock climbing merit badge or finished it there, where we like did indoor rock climbing and then we went out to Joshua Tree and did rock climbing as well. And so, um, yeah, I loved that of like going out there and rock climbing in Joshua Tree. It was a really beautiful spot.
0: Amazing. For those of you who are not familiar with Joshua Tree National Park, it is a park in California, and it's quite unique because there are two very distinct desert ecosystems. The Mojave and the Colorado desert, they come together within Joshua Tree National Park. So, Dane was talking about desert camping. Uh, And it really does cultivate quite the wide variety of animals and plants and a lot of Kind of intense weather, depending on which season you go in.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. If you want to go to Joshua Tree, I would suggest going during the, like, winter or something. I took my mom (laughs) camping to Joshua Tree. It was a trial run because I (laughs) I was going to bring my girlfriend there a few months later. So I was like, hey, Mom, you want to go camping with me? I was like, I needed to bring somebody that, you know, just, like, see how they could handle this campsite during the summer. And so we went there. And it was, like, an awesome experience. We went hiking. We stayed at um, Indian Cove Campground. And there was honestly barely any people there because during the day it got so flipping hot. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, just, you know, smack on the sunscreen and just, like, go out. And there's just, like, so much to, like, see and do as long as you don't uh, cook too much. So, um, yeah. I don't know.
0: I've also heard that at nighttime the sky gets really dark and it has, like, you can actually see the Milky Way within the park.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, like, out in the middle. You know, the drive is, like, not too terrible. So, like, if you're, you know, you don't have to go too far out. Like, I'm trying to remember how long of a drive it was from L.A., but it couldn't have been more than, like, two, three hours. It was really, I think, LA. mostly less. Yeah, L.A., LA <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah, you know. Um, and you just go right out, and all of a sudden you're just in this completely different world. So you, like, camp out and... Uh, you just look up in the sky, and it's just amazing to see, like, all the different stars, and you can totally see the Milky Way. So, it is great. Yeah. You
0: mentioned Quail Mountain. That is the highest point in the park. It's 5,814 feet. That's the summit. Um, but the
1: did park... Did I mention... I don't... Did you okay, not?
0: What, wait, what mountain did you... You said...
1: Okay. I went to Indian. Uh, uh, no, continue. Sorry, I want to learn about this. Though.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I swear. Before you talked about Indian Peak, you said one of the hikes that you did involved Quail Mountain. Oh. Okay. But if you didn't, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't remember saying that, then you probably didn't say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell me about Quail Mountain. <laughs>
0: uh, well, um, maybe you said Ryan Mountain. I don't remember. You, you did talk about a mountain. So uh, Quail Mountain, it is the highest elevation point in the park, and it is um, like a popular, <coughs> whoo, excuse me, puberty. Uh, <laughs> it's a popular place to park, but or to hike. Oh, Steve got me all messed up and flustered now. I, I, oh was, I had a perfect transition in my brain. I'm so sorry. Um, it's the highest point in the, it's called the Little San... Bernardino Mountains.
1: San Bernardino.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to just do the rest of the podcast? Because I think I'm stroking
1: out. <laughs> no, you're okay. I totally, I totally <laughs> messed you up. You know, what? You're, I'm, I've just looked it up. I've seen it, but I didn't actually go on that hike. But uh, it is really pretty. So, like, when you're, like, walking out there, it's just that flat desert land. But then in the horizon, there's all these, like, really beautiful mountains that as you drive into the uh, park, you all of a sudden get, like, surrounded by all these different mountains. So I assume that the tallest one, which I didn't know what I was looking at, but is Quail Mountain. So you're totally right. Yeah.
0: It was interesting because, like, I don't live in California. I live in Oklahoma. But the pictures, I've never been to this park, but looking at the pictures, it does very much seem like the mountains come out of nowhere, and it's very flat. Mm -hmm. And there is a place in Oklahoma called the Wichita Mountains, um, or the Wichita Wildlife Refuge. And it was very much the same, like flat, 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 flat. And then all of a sudden, there's this random group of mountains (laughs) kind of reminds me of that.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's really beautiful. And I would say, obviously, the signature thing about Joshua Tree is the Joshua Trees. So they are just all over the place, and it's almost wild as you're driving in the middle of the park. There's just thousands of them surrounded, like, you know, surrounding you that you're, like, looking through. It almost just looks like a, a giant herd of something, like, you know, going through the valley. It's just beautiful because they're so, you know— all of them are kind of the same size, but they're all unique in like how they're different, you know, like branches or whatever you want to call it, like are coming out and uh, it's just such a signature tree of the desert because not much not much, you know, can survive in the desert, it's a lot of small shrubbery and uh and whatnot, but then all of a sudden these these prominent Joshua trees that um, are all around the park, which they is look really beautiful.
0: Super unique. They look rather spiky. Are they pokey?
1: Uh, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> they, like, when you get close to them, they kind of, like, far away, it almost looks like more of a shape of a cactus. But right. But when you get close to them, it, it definitely is, like, these very dry, sturdy um, trees. And, you know, like, um, yeah, they kind of aren't that, uh, they have, like, the little green, like, palms at the end of it. But uh, other than that, it is almost like a... Uh, Sometimes you can't tell if they're dead or alive sometimes in the desert.
0: (laughs) It's interesting that you mentioned cactuses because the Joshua trees, which do commonly grow in the Mojave Desert, they typically, or it's not uncommon to find them growing next to a saguaro cactus in the um, western Arizona area or also in the San Bernardino Mountains. Like, we just talked. I learned how to say a new word. I, Dane, you, I know you haven't had the chance to listen to a ton of my podcast episodes, but a common theme is I can't pronounce anything.
1: Oh, you're like, okay. You know, it's part of the, part of learning, I guess. I don't know. I get so um, many
0: texts from people that are like, hey.
1: You said this wrong. That's
0: not how you say that. <laughs> like, I know. I knew as I was saying it that it was not right.
1: Oh, no, you're okay. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, there's like... There's so many different little campgrounds like within Joshua Tree. So I've stayed at Indian Cove, which is like a a nice little area. Jumbo Rocks is like the signature spot where there's all these big rocks and that's where people go bouldering a lot. And I believe that very close to Jumbo Rocks or in Jumbo Rocks is a place called Skull. I think it's like uh, Skull Rock. And it kind of looks like a skull. It's like usually where everybody takes a photo, but it is something really cool to go see because it's like this giant boulder that it does look like like almost more of an alien skull that you can then, like, stand right next to or some people kind of climb on it and try to, like, sit in one of the eyes, and uh, it is definitely a a great thing to kind of pull over and see. Um, Joshua
0: Tree National Park does have 500 campsites, and they do recommend that you make a reservation, uh, which can be made up to six months in advance. It... Over 2 million people visit the park annually, so it is a hot spot. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. You can make reservations year-round, but some sites like the Indian Cove Campground, like you mentioned, uh, the Black Rock Campground and Cottonwood Campground, they close in the summer due to high temperatures.
1: Mm, Yeah. No, it was crazy hot. Like, there's always, obviously, a fire warning, and I know that there was a fire recently, on some, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was in Joshua Tree, but it was close. I'm trying to remember when.
0: I think when we the did our, in, entire Western United States is on fire.
1: Well, at the moment, yes. But this was like another one too. This was like a year ago when I went on a road trip with my uh, with my girlfriend. We went out there, and uh, there was like a few fire warnings near there. But it, luckily, it hadn't gotten anywhere close to us. But then on our drive to Tahoe, we saw a lot more like smoke and wood. Ooh! Did you too. just get an email? I did just get an email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I didn't even talk about you just you just up and moved to Austin, Texas and you just got a job.
1: I did, I did.
0: <laughs> I totally I was gonna talk about that and we just started Parking it up.
1: Oh really? Okay. okay. I was just trying to focus on like Joshua Tree. I got some. I got some more stories on Joshua Tree oh, too. But I'm happy to talk about it as no, well.
0: No, we we can. It's an ebb and a flow in this podcast. We, okay. We tend to not have a linear train of thought. It's more of a. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Spatial mob <laughs> of just ideas bombarding and me (laughs) going, oh, I think I was going to talk about this, and then I mispronounced something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, you're fine. I would say... um so, would you like me? What would you like me to do? Would you like me to like, kind of talk a little bit?
0: Jane <laughs> was uh, like, I had a structure, I had a plan. No, I, I didn't. I
1: didn't. I didn't.
0: Um, no, I was just your little work email made me think about you getting your new job, and I just wanted.
1: I apologize. I wanted
0: to publicly congratulate you because it's a big deal that you you just moved and you're getting plugged into the comedy scene in Austin as well.
1: Yes. I,
0: I think that's awesome.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. No, it's been, I've been really enjoying it, so. I feel Um, like,
0: like, part of my motivation for staying friends with Dane, like, I guess I like being his friend, but mostly (laughs) I'm just, like, he's my friend. I'm banking on making it and becoming famous, so if I just keep that connection now, he's gonna have to, like, remember me. (laughs)
1: I'll always remember you I can't imagine but We always joke about Like if one of Like one of our friends Becomes famous Then all of a sudden They're gonna be like Olivia who? Like they're not gonna Have any idea But no Come on That's ridiculous I need you Um, to
0: I just like Am preemptively banking On you financially Supporting me After you Okay well
1: that's That's very different Between (laughs) do you recognize me Versus can you support me And I I also You don't recognize me You're not gonna pay For my stuff (laughs) Okay that's A little cray cray (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I just I'll I'll write a list down now the things that I'm gonna need when you make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you a tent. You can uh, okay to go camping. join the others okay. in Austin. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of
0: camping, I'm, I'm gonna do a smooth transition here. Something okay. that's super cool about Joshua Tree is they have equestrian camping, where they have specific the- campgrounds designated as horse camps
1: yeah no it's it's really cool i mean it it, it feels very outdoorsy cowboy-esque of when you're hiking and all of a sudden you see some people on horseback just like riding in the desert like that's the ultimate like you know like the ultimate dream of just like you want to pretend to be a cowboy go to the desert and ride on a horse like that is that is the move um it is really cool. I would say like even just there's so many different people that go to Josh Retreat too. You obviously have like the families that are camping, and then you have like these like outdoorsmen and these like you know, people that actually know what they're doing. Then you have like the horseback riding like group. Then you have like definitely the druggie group too. I remember my mom told me that she told her friends, like, Yeah, I went camping with my son in Josh Retreat and her her friends were like, did you guys do drugs? My mom's like, what the, no, what are you saying? Like, some people associate Joshua Tree with going out to to do drugs. I, wasn't, I was not aware of, but... Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: I was just <laughs> No. Um, which, yes. group, which
0: group do you fall into? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own group.
1: <laughs> I don't know, yeah, so, uh Yeah.
0: No, uh, I definitely, it is kind of fun going to parks. You're there to be in nature and to spend time with, with your loved ones. But I'll be darned, parks do offer some pretty good people watching.
1: They do. Yeah, they do. And there's, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty safe. But then you can see, like, how, there's some people that go out there that then just, like, don't bring enough water. Or, like, you know, you always hear every, every year, you always hear, like, those, like, stories of people that are, like, out camping and like something happens or like it's so it's really is good to have you know your like backup plans and like just be extra safe maybe that's just the boy scout in me but uh you know
0: no those are all excellent points i think probably the number one issue people run into when hiking is they don't bring enough water
1: yeah definitely definitely and maybe
0: they're they get a little bit in over their head and they might think oh it's six miles doesn't sound that long
1: <laughs> it's yeah but when you're like, like it's like 110 degrees like it's a lot longer so it is crazy even if you do like bring enough water another thing is just to remember to drink it sometimes you're like just in awe of like everything around you and you realize like oh my gosh, I haven't drank any water like why am I getting a headache so you need to make sure that you're like just on. of course then again I am water fiend like I, I do love like I am good on drinking my water but, uh,
0: no, it's very true. I would. You could even like set timers, like make it a fun game. Like, okay, everyone, we're on the 15th. <laughs> Time to take oh, yeah. a drink.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some fun places that well, I want to. Well,
0: I was wondering if we could talk a little bit more, more about the hiking because yeah. I, I was reading that there are over 8,000 climbing routes, 2,000 boulder problems, and literally... Hundreds of natural gaps to to go and, and choose from. So if you're a climber of any level, whether you're advanced or if you're new, it sounds like there's a choice for you.
1: Yes, definitely. So I mean, there's like so much like the rock climbing community out there is just insane. Like people um, go from all over the place to like go like actually rock climb there. So I got the I had the opportunity to do that. Um, when I was there, like, in Boy Scouts. But even just, like, if you don't want to, like, do the full-on, like, strap-in rock climbing, like, there's so many of these giant boulders that you can, like, kind of easily climb up with your, you know, friends or whatnot and just, like, go and explore in that way too. It's, like, there's a trail, but then there's also, like, places, like, you know, like, it's Skull Rock where you can then, like, go and, like, kind of, you know, jump on this, like, giant, like, rock skull, which is pretty cool. Like, it's just – it's great to see, like – you know nature's art in that way how it does like once somebody points that out you're like oh my gosh it does look like a skull like this absolutely <laughs> pretty creepy um but uh yeah when it comes to hiking i would say there's just so many trails so there's like this main road that kind of goes through the park and then along the way there's like these stops that you can just pull over and like that looks cool and then just jump out and like do like you know like Like a a mile two mile loop if you want and like then go to the next thing so it's it has the opportunity to like you don't have to do like a a 10 mile hike in like you've seen joshua tree like i would argue that it's kind of fun this is a place to like for people that even you know aren't necessarily like expert hikers or don't want to like cook in the sun all day you can like drive on the on that road that main road Pull over, you know. Go for like a half a mile, you know. Hike, go back in, get your water, get a snack, and then just go to the next one. Just do that through the day, so you can cool off in your car, and um, just make like that day fun. And so I think that that's like really a cool opportunity. Um, what were some of say,
0: your favorite trails that you hiked on?
1: Um, some of my favorite trails that I hiked on. I'm trying to remember. Uh,
0: I've got, like, a list that the website recommends. you want me to throw some names at you?
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. You can be like, yes,
0: no, yay. Yes, okay. no. Uh, so, Ryan Mountain Trail.
1: Okay, I don't know.
0: Barker Dam Nature Trail.
1: You know, there was one that was actually, like, a scary name that we pulled over to. Sounds kind of scary. Um, no, it was literally just, like like exorcist or horrors or oh, like oh like it was 40, like an act
0: 49 palms that sounds mysterious
1: that like, sounds pretty mysterious
0: 49 no, palms that.
1: no I know It's gonna drive me crazy what, I don't remember That's what so that trail funny. was
0: I, I don't um, know um, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, But
1: Skull Rock is definitely the trail that, like, I really did love. Um, I always wanted to go to uh, Ryan Ranch. Hall of like, Horrors. Hall of Horrors. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> so the Hall of Horrors, I'm like, we have to go check this out. But to be honest, it was it was really pretty. I don't know why it was called the Hall of Horrors, though. So I was expecting, like, a scary story behind it. But, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but that was definitely like one that we I had to pull over and go see like what is the I think that's why maybe it was called Hall of Horrors because you have idiots like me and it's like, well I gotta gotta (laughs) gotta gotta go check this this out. out. Yeah, no definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um one thing I would say that was uh awesome was that right outside of Joshua Tree Park are there there's a bunch of like Airbnbs or like that you can like look at. So what we did is we rented a airstream. So we had air conditioning for half well for half the night because it was solar power run oh, and then it no. cut off. <laughs> I just remember that sound where I'm like laying in bed. It's like one o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden it's like and then the fan turns off. We're like oh no. But it was honestly like late enough at night. It was obviously it was cool like decently cool at night to where like it was survivable. But during the day it would have been a little more difficult.
0: I just Um, have, like, a flashback when I did some, uh, I stayed in a a luxury tent in Moab, but they didn't have AC. You could turn on, like, these water faucets, but they also turned off at certain times. And I remember that same feeling of, like, hearing the spigot just go off, and you're like... (gasps) Uh,
1: No, I know. So it was like, uh, like, I remember when I took my mom, we actually went camping there with my mom, and so... Like, my mom and I, we, we were there, and she, I let her sleep in the car. I had, like, a whole bed and stuff set up, but I had a tent outside. And for the, I was good, but I remember my mom, like, waking up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, like, you awake? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, no, she's not sleeping. Like, oh, my God. Like, so then when my girlfriend and I went, we went and got a, you know, Airstream, which was awesome, because then it was, like, actually had air conditioning, and it wasn't. Well, for, but the, for at least the hot portion of the day. Um, and so then that actually worked out nice. So if you don't want to, like, cook and you want to go during the summer, like, look at some of the Airbnb. Or you have somebody that, like, doesn't want to necessarily, like, sleep on the, on the desert floor, you can have other options, too. And it's, like, just right outside of the park. So you, it was literally, like, a 15-minute drive, like, from the Airstream to, like, the Joshua Tree entrance. So it was perfect.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice, especially it sounds like it gets pretty miserably hot there in the summer.
1: It can. Yeah, it can. So that is something to kind of keep in mind. And I would argue, I would say that the best time to like go on like a hike was like maybe an hour or two before sunset of just like and It's beautiful to like watch a sunset um, in the park where it's just like you see like like, you know, the sun setting kind of behind those mountains. Probably. What was it? Quail Mountain. Um,
0: yes, I believe Quail Mountain. Is
1: the Quail qu- Mountain. <laughs> the um, Quail Mountain that I was yes. so
0: excited to talk about and you had no well, you, idea. Oh,
1: you should talk about it because I'm going to go back. I want to learn more. Um, <laughs> but to see the sunset behind Quail Mountain and <sighs> to kind of, uh, you know, it was really pretty. So. You know. and
0: absolutely. And some other pretty part, parts of the park that uh, it looks like. Highly recommended, in addition to Skull Rock, you've talked about that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Black Rock Canyon, Cottonwood Spring, Covington Flats, Indian Cove, which you also spoke of, of the campground. And Uh um, also Keys View is a a popular destination for those to kind of see the whole Coachella Valley.
1: Coachella, yes, because it is very close to Coachella, where everybody goes to the party concerts. Yes, I would say one memorable moment when I was in Joshua Tree is we were on this hike at sunset. It was beautiful. Like I was with my girlfriend, we're like walking, and all of a sudden, like we're just like standing there, like just looking at like just looking at the sunset, and this quail. I assume it was a quail or some sort of dove, some like some nice bird. We're looking at it flying, and this like. I don't know what like predator like just went also it sounded like some sort of like jet flew by so like, and it like hits the, like the bird and like feathers pop off and we're like whoa and like it almost was like a bird firework we're like what the heck like it was crazy and like I don't know if the bird got away it was just in shock or It was just cuz one thing about the desert being out there is just so quiet it was beautiful we just stand there listening and just like you barely hear anything just maybe a couple like bird noises and just like the wind like it was beautiful and then also it was like Bam! And it was like, oh my gosh! Like, and then it was just like back to reality. Like, Mother Nature. Mother Nature. It's at its finest. Coming to theaters. Coming for to theaters near you. Gamble's quail versus Redtail hawk. I don't know what kind of hawk.
0: And but. scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I miss you. I want to do improv every day. <laughs> No, it's really sad, but I'm, there is actually, I'm, there's a lot of people that go to this park to do bird watching, so I,
1: I, yeah, I bet, because there's a ton of different, like, birds out there, which is pretty amazing to learn about how they kind of try to survive out there, because it's just so dry, and, like, like, honestly miserable, I don't know how you do that, but. Um, it's cool to, like, learn about how different animals try to survive, like, in these desert climates. Like, there was, uh, we saw a woodpecker there, it was the ladder-backed woodpecker, and they literally just, like, dig little holes in, like, cactuses and stuff to, like, you know, either try to, like, live in, I think. I don't know if they, like, actually drink the, like, cactus juice or whatnot, but
0: I it's kind of, like, I, cool I know to a survive. lot about animals, but birds is not one of those animals. <laughs> So I cannot help you. You could, you could be like, yeah, birds drink cactus juice. And I'd be like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right.
1: I was hoping you could jump in and correct I know, me since you were in zoo.
0: I could feel that vibe. So I thought I'd just stop that before it even started and let you know I know nothing about birds.
1: I was hoping you'd like jump in and help me because you were like, I know a lot about animals. And I'm like, cool. She's going to finish this sentence. But I know nothing about what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, cool.
0: I do know that they have the greater roadrunner at Joshua tree national park which is my favorite bird of all time so
1: they're pretty funky looking so you're always driving like um we saw a couple like running along like the road and then like these we saw a little baby quail too um was that that the one
0: that died
1: (laughs) it was the yeah it was the father he was out looking for things Oh um no but they were like running across and then also like these little babies go and they, like run across, too. It's pretty cool. Oh, you know what? I'm totally forgetting what? there was like these tiny little, um, Oh my goodness, what were they? They were like not squirrels, but they were the smallest little things. Like, um, it was
0: a type of rodent?
1: Yes, it was a type of rodent. It was the cutest thing in the world. Like, if I could have one as a pet. So they were the white. I was okay, just like, the, can you
0: describe any more?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give, tell you give what they <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, um, so this is definitely what they were. It was the white tailed antelope squirrel. And they are so tiny. <laughs> And they're, like, it's not like they're, like, chipmunks where they're, like, chunky. Like, these guys are pretty thin, too. Like, they just look like a tiny, because they're a squirrel. So, but they're everywhere. And they're, like, always poking their little heads out. And then they like, go back in. And they poke their little heads out. Because they're always just, like, they're probably worried about some sort of, like, predator that's, like, going to attack them. But they're the most adorable things ever. If you look it up, white-tailed antelope squirrel. They're everywhere. And you're, like, walking around. And then if you pay attention, if you stay still for just a second, also you start to kind of just, like, because everything's so still. Like, yes, they're very good good. at hiding, but one little, like, boop movement, you're like, there they are, and you know, and they're just very skittish, they, like, scurry around, Uh, I remember we were, like, when we were walking, like, one will quickly run across, like, the, the trail, like, oh my god, like, who's there, like, they won't, they won't be ready for you, like, it's very fun, and then, um... Also, these are the cutest names ever, but um, there's the kangaroo rat, which is like a oh, tiny... Oh, kangaroo a ti- rats are... So, so you know that. Yes. Okay, see, I didn't know this. They are so flippin' cute, and they kind of hop around. Yes. It's almost like they're like a little... Like, like
0: they're a little kangaroo? A
1: miniature bunny. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah, like a little kangaroo. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Um, I was going to compare it to something that it wasn't even named after. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, those are the things that are adorable, but they're kind of hard to spot too. And then I remember seeing a couple lizards. That was awesome. I was looking for like I know there's like that desert fox, but I have not. I don't. I didn't see one of those. Um, that oh, could be but a the,
0: nocturnal animal. It could be a little bit more challenging. To that's see.
1: true. One thing I was always looking for was a tortoise, and that was like my thing. I'm like, I want to see a tortoise so bad, but we did not. Um, I think one thing I do love, too, is speaking of the bunnies, the jackrabbits or some sort of rabbit, they, like, their ears are huge. So, like, you see them, like, walking around. They just, like, seem like the like the Olympians of bunnies. Because most bunnies are pretty chunky and you hold on, you know, like the pet bunnies. But these things are, like, designed for at least an attempt to survive. Like they, I feel like
0: you've been fat shaming the bunnies out there and... I just want to say that here on Remarkable Parks podcast, we support both chunky and thin
1: bunnies. Oh, I support them all, but I'm saying if you, you know <laughs> these these bunnies out there are jacked. These things are meant for like to do a quick sprint, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, another animal that's really um, kind of interesting that's in the park are bats. There's a mm. I mean a ton of different species of bats that live in the mines, the cliffs, uh, the trees. And some of them all over the park, um, and some are like pretty uncommon. But uh, it's just there's there's a lot of them. A lot of them are federally protected or really? vulnerable or endangered. So it's kind of cool.
1: That is really cool. I, I, I love looking for bats, like, as the sun's about to set, because, you know, you can tell when there's a bird flying versus a bat, because, like, bats, like, their, like, wings just, like, flap way quicker, so all of a sudden, you are like, at night, like, when it's about, the sun's about to set, some of them are kind of coming out, and it's, like, you see it just, like, like, flying around. Did you see? It's a lot more quick and aggressive.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. They are, and I feel like there's always a point at dusk where they just, like, communicate with one another, and they're like, it's time. Brothers, <laughs>
1: yeah. let's fly. Yeah. I mean, I think we did, but it wasn't like they were that cl- close or like you really saw, you know, just like a little like, thing in the sky flapping quickly. Like, that's probably bad because it's like not like that more graceful bird.
0: There's also the, um, the desert bighorn sheep there, which are pretty cool. Did you see any of those?
1: No, I didn't, but those were those like look really cool, just like from like the pictures and they're stuff They're not like that.
0: super common. I, they, they, it would, yeah, they're not super common in that area, but they do live in the mountains of the, the area. So unless you were up high. Nala, yeah, I mean, my, I'm
1: just like, yeah, if you were in quail, quail mountain.
0: Speaking of animals, Nala, my German shepherd, just decided now is the perfect time to chew her bone, and I can't decide if my mic is picking it up or not. I can't hear it. Oh, good. That's what I wanted to hear. So. Okay. She always yeah. tries to, like... She she just, she always sleeps unless I'm trying to do something and then she's like, I'm going to do something <laughs> that makes noise. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: oh my goodness. Okay, well, I I wanted to talk about one more thing. Uh, one of the things I try to do each episode is to talk about a conservation tip or a way that you can help respect the park. And one of the big themes we've talked about today is all of the really cool climbing opportunities and Something that I think the park is really great is talking about responsible climbing practices. And
1: Mm.
0: it's kind of important to remember that when you visit Joshua Tree National Park, you are on um, Native American ancestral lands. And people in these communities, they still depend on these landscapes for their religious and cultural practices. So one thing that the park rangers try to educate visitors about is which painted images or, or you know, rock formations are sacred and which ones you should avoid climbing on. Uh, so just to be respectful of closures and to leave no trace. Um, and uh, if you're not sure if you should climb on it, don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that is really a really good uh, thing to you know think about because I think that is really important to keep it as beautiful and as amazing as it is. You need to Kind of pretend like you weren't there. I always remember like learning about in Boy Scouts, like you know, early Boy Scouts, leaving. You know, it's always leave it better than you found it is like how we like what we would learn. Like and so like in the 19 like 40s and 50s, that would be like you'd go to a campsite and a scoutmaster would cut down a tree and make a bench, and you're like, oh, that's better than we found it. Like very more like just like <laughs> we were here, but now it's very it's very much of you know, hey, like pick up more trash then like you brought you know if there's somebody else left it like you know represent everybody as like humankind and like be able to like per- you know stay in a place and then leave it to where it's like almost the next person that comes up is like gets a little feeling of like they're the first person there or at least if absolutely you know, or or like you know with the Native American art and stuff like that it, that's like something that is like a huge part of Joshua Tree and I think um, for a certain portion, people, you know, tried to forget about it and be like, I was the first person to find this. You know, it's like, were you really? No, like no, people yeah. have been here for th- you know, thousands of years. And that is a beautiful, you know, that's the history of Joshua Tree. And that's honestly what probably makes it so special is that, um, you know, that we, you know, respect that and get to enjoy that and feel, you know, gratitude that we're allowed to be a part of that. So that's really a really beautiful part of Joshua Tree, too.
0: I could not have said it better. Well said. Well, Dane, thank you so much for... I know I, I always try to poke your buttons. We're really good at being like, me, 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 back and forth <laughs> with one another. But I thought we were very cordial. We held it together during the podcast.
1: Well, yeah, you don't give yourself enough credit. It's good. This oh. is a cool podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Like, um, I love talking about the outdoors and Joshua Tree is something that's like deep in my heart, so um i'm thankful for you having me on so thank you
0: of course and thank you to everyone for listening to this week's episode if you'd like to support us beyond just listening
1: feel free to you give can donate to James venmo <laughs> Um, it was sorry, gonna go be ahead.
0: such a perfect end of the episode. And you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you have a, a job now. Okay, you can't. It's not like the college days where you can just put up your Venmo and try to take.
1: Well, <laughs> I never had that, anyways. Okay. You know how you made it through college with your Venmo? No.
0: <laughs> we all know, Dan. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, uh, um, that's funny no uh give us a follow instagram facebook twitter at remarkable parks podcast thank you all so much for being here with us and we'll see you next week